Welcome to the Swiping Diaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Swiping Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Martins, and today we have a new guest on. We have Tally. Tally, hey. Hi. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on the show. And Tally is the founder, CEO, and developer, perhaps, of... (laughs) Probably not developer, but I wish. Okay. (laughs) The CEO and founder of Blink Date, which is an awesome new dating app that they're hoping to launch in New York sometime soon. So Tally, welcome. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about Blink Date and what gave you the idea to start this app? Yeah. So uh, I'll start with the inspiration um, and maybe the listeners can, can try this. Just imagine, you know, close your eyes and imagine eating dinner and imagine you are with complete strangers. You can't see a darn thing and you're talking to them and you're experiencing your, your dinner. You're chatting. You have no idea what they look like. And as the dinner goes on, you have a great connection after the, the dinner ends. Suddenly you get to see them and they look nothing like you expected. Um, and I'm sure some of you might have had this experience when reading a book or and then like seeing a character in a movie. Like you have this image of someone in your mind based on the characteristics that you've ascribed to them, based on the connection you've created with them. And that happened to me at a blackout dinner um, many years ago. And it really just changed how I thought about getting to know people because in the world today, we make assumptions about people based on what they look like all the time at the grocery store, um, in the library, in you know school, at work, uh, and in particular in dating. And you know sometimes those assumptions might be accurate, but most of the time they're not. And that isn't to say love is blind; it absolutely isn't. But dating apps today have really reduced the dating experience to something that's really transactional, superficial, based a lot on assumptions. And it's very, very easy to swipe past your soulmate or um, really just swipe past people who are compatible with you because you turn things that are preferences into deal breakers just like like that. And I'm snapping for anyone who <laughs> I forget that this isn't actually visual. Um So, you know, the reason I built Blink was to allow people to really explore connections in a new way because dating apps today have become what they are. Um, And the way that it works is people tell us what they're looking for and they tell us when they're free. And we set them up for 10 minute dates, blind dates via the app uh, where they talk to someone. They don't know what they look like. And then if they enjoy the conversation, then we show them photos because, again, love's not blind, but it can really change how how we uh, explore connections if we're we're basing um, you know, thoughts about that person based on images they might have shared. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So wait, so you actually went to a physical blackout dinner before. Yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible. Can you explain that? Because I've never been to one of those. And I feel like, yeah, like I feel like when you were like, you know, close your eyes. I'm like, oh my God, we're going through a meditation. (laughs) Blink date is like this meditative app, but for dating. (laughs) Actually it is. It's a lot more relaxing than, you know, like the, the process of talking to someone is a lot more relaxing than texting. Like psychologically, it's far more stressful to be texting than it is to just talk. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like before when I was on the apps or even just like texting someone I was remotely interested in, Mm -hmm. I remember like sitting there and it was like a whole, like I had to go through a whole like analysis of like, okay, is this word too like feelsy or, right. you know, is it too harsh? Do I use exclamation point? Do I use emojis? How many emojis? 
Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. I cut you off. Um, So the experience I went thinking like, oh, this will just be kind of a fun way to, you know, experience dinner. I've never eaten in the dark. What is it like? And it was, it was like super interesting from that perspective because you go in, I thought maybe, you know, your eyes are going to adjust. You'll be able to see. No, like you can't see your hand in front of your face the entire evening. You can't see a thing with your eyes wide open. It's, it's really a change, like a very different type of experience. And it was at a center for the deaf and the blind. So part of the reason they do it is to help people understand what is it like to go through life visually impaired. Um, and wow. so it was kind of, it, for me, it was really impactful. And, you know, there are things that we just take for granted as sighted people. Um, like for example, when you're eating, you know where your food is. And so there are a lot of times I would stab my plate, bring the fork to my mouth and it was empty because, you know, I didn't have <laughs> anything. Um, and just finding your water and like knowing where everything is. These are just things that, again, as a sighted person, you take for granted. Um, and so it was just kind of like a, okay, this is a different way to navigate. Like you feel for things, but again, in, in the context of talking to people I'd never met before sitting with strangers, it was just a totally new way to get to know someone and like really let go of judgment, realize no one's judging you and really just kind of like, I don't know, you could be like more authentic and vulnerable because you're not worrying about all of those those additional externalities. So that for me, again, like it just really changed how I navigate connection. That's so neat. And I feel like, (laughs) (laughs) and I, I feel like that's why like, like the whole love is blind show concept kind of works out so well and why those people built like such strong connections, especially right from the get-go because yeah, you're just talking. And like, I think also too, something about hearing the person's voice also helps. We do as, as, as humans, the first thing we learn to understand is voice. Yeah. Which is so incredibly powerful. And yeah, I think that's definitely something that like the traditional, quote unquote, traditional dating apps, I feel like lack. Mm -hmm. So how do you match people up? Yeah. So we match them based on age, sexuality, location. We have some lifestyle choices like family planning, religion. Um, We show some other ones like smoking, uh, marijuana use, things that, you know, kind of change how you navigate, like what sort of life you want to live and the things that that you partake in um, and when you're free. And so it's a really basic uh, kind of matching algorithm. And part of the reason we do that is because, you know, people have these checklists when they're dating, right? They're like, oh, I want somebody who, you know, does this for a living and lives in this area and has this color hair and all of these things. And at the end of the day, some of those things are deal breakers. Yes, totally valid. Like you can have deal breakers, but most of the time those items aren't deal breakers. And when you're looking at a dating profile, you turn them into a deal breaker because it's so easy to. And so by eliminating some of those things that people are using as deal breakers right now, we're expanding people's dating pool to people that they just like would have otherwise never matched with. And I, to kind of expand on why I'm building Blink, like I'm with someone who I never would have matched with on a dating app based on like the profiles we would have constructed. Like I just would have said no. And he's a fantastic human. Human, I'm so happy. Like I've never been happier with someone. And so it, it's, it allows people to like, again, like find compatibility where it really is, which isn't on a profile. Totally. And like, there's so much pressure to put together, like the perfect profile on top of that. So like, I know for me, like, you know, if I put in a picture that maybe was a deal breaker, like I'm thinking like back to when I was on the dating app and like, like having like 
men that had hunting or fishing pictures for whatever reason, in my mind, I just like could not take them seriously, which is horrible because like if people, you know, there's some people that go out and fish and they're probably the nicest human beings ever, you know, or there's people that hunt and then they donate the meat, you know, for people that need it or, you know, they eat it all. And I don't know. I, I wonder now that you're bringing that up, like how many people did I end up swiping left on that maybe, you know, it would have been a good conversation or, you know, we would have enjoyed going out on a date. Right. I mean, granted my swipe, my swiping did get me some success with my, yeah. with my boyfriend. It work. It's not that it doesn't, it's just like a, it can be stressful. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I wonder if it would have been like easier for us. Actually, we met up pretty fast after we swiped to, on each other, but like, you know, would it have been quicker for us to meet up after if we would have used an app like Blink, for example, where we would have heard each other's voices quicker. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And that is so cool. Cause I don't know of any other dating app out there that's like Blink. Yes, we are very different, um, which is a pro and a con. Like we're really offering something different. So people who are tired of what's out there, like give it a shot, try something new. But the downside is like dating today is online dating. People are very familiar with what is out there and anything that is different. Like we're climbing a a steeper hill to get people to like understand how it works to dive in. Once they do, they're like, oh my God, this is so much more fun. Like even if you don't have a, a fabulous first date with someone, you still at least have spoken to someone instead of going through this weird, you know, two week text, uh, you know, exchange. And then let's say you go on a bad first date and you're like, I've wasted all of that time. Whereas with this, like you get to have a 10 minute conversation, super quick, super easy from the comfort of your home. And if it isn't the one, it isn't the one you can move on with your evening without having really lost much. And so like even the, the experience is just really refreshing. It's just, you know, getting people to try that new thing um, and get totally. over that hurdle of, of experiencing something so different. So then when do you do, like after that first initial conversation, when is like the big reveal? Yeah. So after the conversation, if you like the person, if you like the conversation, then we show you photos. If you didn't, it doesn't matter what they look like. We don't show you photos. You shouldn't, shouldn't match with them just because they're hot. And if you want to do that, maybe you should be on a different app. Um, but the way it works is if you like the conversation, we show you three photos, actually only one belongs to the person you spoke with and you don't know which one. And you tell us for each photo, whether or not you'd be interested in continuing to talk to the person. And And if you are interested after seeing the uh, photo and, you know, the conversation, you'll match in the app. You can continue messaging until you're ready to go offline. And we plan to expand that experience. You can continue doing voice notes, voice calls, potentially take it to a video call at that stage. Um, So the post-match experience, we have a lot of room for growth and we're super excited to um, expand. Tally, that is so flipping cool. (laughs) That is so cool. I wish this was around. person. What is it? You're the best hype person. <laughs> My Myers-Briggs, which I know is not like, you know, the best when it comes for personality pinpointing was the, uh, the campaigner. So okay, I guess it. that, yeah. So I guess that, that makes sense. And like, what was it? We were at a, um, one of my really good friends and I, we were at a networking event and, uh, we were each other's like, you know, plus ones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for any woman that was in there, we were like, oh my God, I love your name. I love your shoes. You like, look at you. You are a freaking badass. And like, they were I like, oh my God, we need to hang out. Sorry. I want to go to events with you. That sounds amazing. Heck yeah. I will hype you up any <laughs> yeah. day, Tally. <laughs> so I know you launched this app 
a little bit ago on the West Coast. So can you tell us a little bit more about what the experience was? Did you hear any feedback from people? Yeah. So launched, I was based in LA when I first started Bling. So I launched uh, a beta in LA in January of 2022, earlier this year. And it was fabulous. Like the feedback was really great. Um, There are a lot of bugs to iron out and we've actually worked on a lot of those in the meantime. Um, But the experience for people like was that it was quicker to actually meet people, people who really wanted to to date, but let's say they were business owners. They're like, it's really hard for me to squeeze in. This allows me to quickly meet people and really get a good sense of who they are. Um, People who just like are tired of experiencing like dating apps as they are today and want to get to the like deeper of things that are underneath, like they really, really enjoyed the experience. And our match rate was so much higher than other dating apps. It was 40%. Most dating apps are one to 10%. And again, a match for us is after you've spoken and after you've seen photos. So it's both the substance and the physical piece. So it's not just, um, you know, one or the other. Um, unfortunately, since I'm no longer based in LA and marketing across the country is really hard, I closed the LA beta over the summer and started focusing on building a user base here in New York, which is where I'm based now and will be based long term. Uh, and so gearing up to launch in New York, maybe by the time this podcast airs, will already be launched. So very, very close to finally letting it loose amongst New Yorkers. That is so exciting. I'm very excited. I feel like New York also is such a good market to launch something like this in because you have so many people. So are you opening it up to just like the city or like the city and the suburbs? I think it'll be this, like the boroughs along with some, like, you know, there's Jersey city, Hoboken, um, you know, the, the, I wouldn't necessarily call those suburbs, but the like surrounding metropolitan area. Okay, cool. So anyone in the New York city slash surrounding New Jersey, New York area, get your app stores ready to download blank. (laughs) Yes. Download and give me feedback. Um, just, you know, for any listeners, it's a team of one here at Blink. Every single email is coming to me, CEO, founder. Like I'm very excited to be making dating better. So please tell me the good, the bad, the ugly, and know that a real human is reading every single email and will respond. I'm uber responsive. That is so cool. So is there like a beta like group that people can go on or is it just like you're going to full on launch? And it'll be in any app store available to any like phone user. It'll be available to anyone in the New York area, but we do have a wait list. Um, so folks can join that if they want to stay tuned about the launch. And we probably in the earliest days will let people in in cohorts. So, it, you know, depending on when it is that they listen to this, it is possible that it it won't be like, you know, they can still download the app. It'll just send them to the wait list. So it depends exactly when people listen. But um, yeah, the best way to kind of make sure that you're not missing the boat is to join the wait list. So that way you are notified as soon as you are able to download it. Awesome. Is there anything else about Blink that you wanted to touch on? The other thing, I guess, just to share in case people are interested, um, you know, we do host a lot of events in the New York City area. Uh, some are kind of low key. We do some, you know, trivia night type things. We did a few volunteer events. Um, my favorite, we do a must love dogs singles mixer. Uh, so to the extent people are interested in that, um, I'd love to see them at events, just sign up for our newsletter and you can stay tuned. Um, but it's a great way to get out and meet people. Uh, and uh, yes, I'm building an app. There really is no substitute for in real life. And so I just won't, you know, want to encourage people to come out and meet people in these other spaces. It can be really hard to do that. 
I totally agree. And too, when everyone's so busy, I feel like it's really hard to like take the time to actually go out and be in person. So I think that's super, super awesome that you're doing that. Yeah. So Tally, normally I ask all new people that come onto the Swiping Diaries what your favorite online dating app is or dating platform. So (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Do you have any like dating stories that you want to share? Or I know we talked before about like Bumble BFF. So we can totally go that route too, whichever you want to talk about. So I can share, I'll start with a little fun dating story and then we can dive into Bumble BFF because I think it's a very parallel experience to dating. And I think you know, in experiencing it, I have lots of thoughts and feelings, but I am on dating apps today. I do put in my profile, like join my dating app. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for anything. So people do know that I'm not looking for anything if they see my profile, um, because I'm not actively dating. Uh, but I matched with someone on hinge and, you know, it was messaging and he tells me that he is a dentist and works in a dental practice with his mom and sends me a video, YouTube video of the practice, you know, a little advertisement for it. And I click on it and I'm sitting on my couch watching it. And my husband looks over and he's like, Oh, Hey, that's my dentist. Stop it. (laughs) I did not tell this poor soul on hinge that he has cleaned my husband's teeth, but, um, I just, I don't know. It was one of those moments of like, you feel like these dating apps are expanding your, your pool, but in reality, you know, it's a much smaller world than you realize. Uh, and you know, again, like there's this psychology and dating apps, like bigger, bigger, better next paradox of choice. Like it's not that big. Don't, don't, you know, feel that you should really try to explore connections when you find them rather than just continuing to kind of see people as this disposable asset. So anyways, just a little learning from the experience besides, you know, seeing, uh, my partner's dentist on the app. Um, I feel like that would like violate, well, actually it doesn't even violate HIPAA. I feel like it's like a reverse HIPAA right, thing. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. So have, so because you're on the dating apps, to advertise, which I think that's a super cool idea. To advertise and also just for your competitive analysis, you know, you got to know what's out there. Oh, 100%, 100%. But like, you know, have people been like weird about it or like, how was the reaction to people that you would maybe swipe on, on the dating apps and like, you know, give them your little spiel about blink. It's interesting. I feel like some people get really excited. Some people join the wait list. Other people I think are like, oh, she, that's why she's here. Like, I don't really want to like want to continue exploring it, which is totally valid. You know, I don't want to oh, talk yeah. about it. That's, that's cool. Um, you know, I put it in my profile. If they haven't read it, that's not my, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Um, so I think it's, it depends. I think for some people though, the experience on other apps, whether it's Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, Coffee Meets, whatever app they're using, like it works well for them because they're looking for, you know, something that isn't as intentional per se. I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, but they like the validation. They like the ease of, you know, experience of swiping and matching. Blink is for people who really want to find a connection and find compatibility and are tired of it coming through profiles and matches. Like these dating apps that we're talking about, a lot of them are what I call matching apps. You're matched and then you have to figure everything else out. They're not dating apps. What Blink is, is truly a dating app. It's setting you up for actual dates where you get to talk to people. And so, you know, some people aren't interested in that. They want the matching for whatever reason. Yeah. So, you know, we get mixed feedback. 
Yeah, well, and like that swiping motion is so flipping addicting that like, yeah. Yeah, and like, you're so right. We're like, it's literally all it is is just like a game of like, Mm -hmm. you know, am I gonna match with this person? Am I not gonna match with this person? And like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, in some cases, you know, you're really lucky and you can really build a connection with someone you matched with. But yeah, you're right. Like other people are just there to like, see how many people they can go through or like see how many people they can sleep with. And yeah, it's just a problem because it's like, you have like such a hand, like a toss up of who you're going to get on there. But I feel like with blink, especially if you're committed to talking to someone that, that to me feels like you're committed for something more than just the matching aspect of things. Yes. And that, just to go back to kind of your earlier, the second half of your question, the Bumble BFF experience, I think even there, it's like, it's just so easy to match with people, but taking it to that next step. Like I remember, you know, I would have maybe not like 50 matches in there and they're all like, Hey, let's get, let's get coffee this week. Let's go do this or that this week. And I'm like, I I can, maybe I have time for one new person in my life for any given week. I can't do it with all of you. And so either I would push other people off or I would just stop talking to them, like ghosting them essentially, or just not, I don't think I'm actually fairly, um, I prioritize not really ghosting, but I would essentially kind of wrap up the conversation. Um, And I have no real great idea of how to prioritize these matches, like for friends, like, yeah, there's a profile, there's some photos, you know, I can sort of see if we have things in common, but I don't necessarily think that the people I'm friends with are people I have tons in common with. Like sometimes I don't have much in common with them at all, but we have a great connection because we have similar values, like, but we have totally different hobbies. Um, And so it's really hard to narrow it from your 50 to the, you know, three, one, however many, like depending on the context of dating or friendship or whatever you're looking for, like, which are the ones that are really going to stick? Which are the ones that I should invest my time in? And the same is true in dating. Like women in particular tend to have tons of matches. How do you whittle it down? Most of the time women are doing it based on height, you know, and do they look like they have a six pack and do they have a six figure salary? And those are things to think about, but they're not necessarily things that will define, you know, a healthy relationship. Yeah, I completely agree. One thing that like, I also wasn't sure about with Bumble BFF because you have the whole swiping functionality. Like, how do you curate your your profile? Because like, you know, do you want to look like cute or, right. you know, do you want to look like fun? Do you show your hobbies on there? Like, right. how do you, how what do you, are you trying to display? That? Yeah, I don't know. Like, were there any people that you came across on Bumble BFF that you were like, absolutely the fuck not. I am not going to be, there's no way we can be friends or I would ever want to hang out with you. I mean, there probably were. And that reaction would probably be like inaccurate. I could probably hang out with anyone for an hour. Like, you know, was there are people in my life right now, even that I look at their lifestyle, I look at mine, I'm like, we're fundamentally not really compatible in our lifestyles in terms of friendships and the things that we might want to do with our, you know, day-to-day lives, but they're still fantastic friends. Oh, totally. You know, you find the thing that you want to do together, whether it's getting coffee or lunch or going to dinner or drinks or whatever, dancing, and you don't need to have everything in common with them. So I might've seen a picture and been like, absolutely the fuck no. But in reality, it might've been a a hell yes. Had I just talked to them, there's no way to know. And that's why I think profiles can be so problematic 
and they're not inherently bad. I just think that we as humans have become really bad at interpreting, like it, it taking things from them that just aren't necessarily true. Like you might see a photo and be like, oh, they're on a boat. They must be, you know, bro or exactly. hey, holding multiple drinks. They must be a partier. And in reality, maybe they just put that picture on there because they thought their hair looked nice or like, and they've never done that ever. Like you just don't know. Yeah. Or even in that case, I'm even thinking of like, you know, people that are mostly just like to sit at home and they're like, oh, this is the one picture I have where I'm out and about and I look yes. fun and cool. Yeah. I don't know. Cause that's like the one thing that I just like couldn't wrap my mind around. And then I don't know if it still exists, but like, I remember at one point in college, they had like the Bumble professional. I don't know if it still exists, but I do remember it it, it existing. I remember, I, I don't know. It was when I was still in college and I like, one of the times I was like, you know what? Now's the time to re-download this app. Right. Um, after, you know, the many times that I deleted it and re-downloaded it again. And it was like around the time that there was a career fair yeah. happening. And all of a sudden this like professional, like, I don't know what the formal title was, but it like also popped up. And I remember like clicking on it. I was like, what the heck is this? And yeah, it just showed like profiles of just like business people. But at the same time, I was like, so do I then swipe left if they look too stuffy for me? (laughs) Or like, you know, do I think they'd be a fun time at work? Do I think they'd be kind of annoying? You know, so like, what are you filtering for, for that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, I feel like with dating, it's like, you know, you have the criteria, which like, you know, what, like we talked about earlier in the episode, like kind of problematic because, you know, maybe someone's hair is green and it's like, because I was even thinking like for myself, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be dating a dude that has piercings or whatever, but I'm like, But why? Why was that like an issue? You know, if the person like, what if they took their piercings out and now suddenly it's he they you know (laughs) right right. Oh, anyway, I think the world needs more apps like Blink. To be honest with you, because yeah, and I genuinely mean that. Not I'm not just saying that because you're (laughs) you're a guest on my podcast. (laughs) No, I definitely like. I'm one of those people too. Like, I just need to talk. To people yeah. and I think it's just because like I think by talking mm-hmm. um whether or not that's a good thing I don't know but <laughs> you know I think just having that human interaction definitely helps especially too like you know everything is so digital now why are we digitizing dating right and it shouldn't be you're dating a human not a profile phone. yeah a profile that's it yeah yep. exactly yeah so, and I I think the thing that that is cool about Blink is that we're taking this kind of like old school concept, which is ridiculous. Talking shouldn't be considered old school. Like having a phone call shouldn't be old, but it is. We're taking that and using technology to enable people to use that to connect. Whereas right now, like technology, like, yeah, it brings people together, expands your dating pool, whatever, but it's also keeping you behind a screen. And how do we use that screen to get you to actually connect like that? So that's why one of the things I'm super excited about is is combining the old with the new um, to kind of further connection. I love that. I think one thing just to add, like dating is hard. It, it can be a hard journey for a lot of people. And it, especially if you've been doing it for a long time and you feel like you're not being successful and that sucks. Um, And so I just kind of want to remind people, like, you're not alone in this journey and that feeling. Uh, And sometimes you do have to get out of your comfort zone and do things like, you know, that 
like just to, to meet people. Like I, I talked to a lot of people who were like, I don't use apps anymore, or I don't really want to talk to people, although I do want to meet someone. And it's like this weird dynamic of like, I want to date, but I don't want to date. I know. And so and people get so jaded too. Get so jaded. And just, I don't know, like there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it might be a long tunnel. It might feel lonely, but again, you're not alone um, on that journey. And if, if anyone ever wants to talk about dating, I love talking about it. So I am always there for you. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Tally. It was a pleasure having you. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Where can people find you and Blink? They can find uh, Blink on socials at The Blink Date on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the platforms. They can find me if they want to talk to me specifically on LinkedIn. Um, I'm sure my name will be in the show notes, but it's Tali Matityahu. It's quite long. Uh, and if anyone wants to you know, download the app, again, hopefully it will be live in New York, the New York metro area once this airs. Uh, they can find it in both the Apple and the Android store, um, and they can join the wait list in the meantime if it's not live by the time this airs at our website, theblinkdate.com. Awesome. Yeah. And like Tally said, everything will be in the show notes, people. (laughs) The name in particular, I know it can be a little hard to spell. (laughs) Well, thank you again for coming. And for those of you that want to stay up to date with the Swiping Diaries podcast updates, feel free to Follow the show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Swiping Diaries. You can also send us an email at swipingdiaries at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website at swipingdiariespodcast.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. See you next time. Bye.